would, turn to the book of Leviticus, the book of Leviticus. If you can't find Leviticus, I'm not teaching you well. Amen. Leviticus chapter 14. We're going to read verses 34 through 45 in the King James Version. Leviticus chapter 14, verses 34 through 45. And I'll be reading from the King James Version. <clears throat> when ye become into the land of into the land of Canaan, which I give to you for a possession, and I put the plague of leprosy in a house of the land of your possession. And he that owneth the house shall come and tell the priest, saying, It seemeth to me there is at it were a plague in the house. Then the priest shall command that they empty the house before the priest go into it to see the plague, that all that is in the house be not made unclean. And afterward the priest shall go in to see the house. And he shall look on the plague, and behold, if the plague be in the walls of the house with hollow streaks, or streaks greenish or reddish, which is in sight or the lower, lower than the wall, then the priest shall go out of the house to the door of the house and shut up the house seven days. And the priest shall come again the seventh day, and look shall look. And behold, if the plague be spread in the walls of the house, then the priest shall command that they take away the stones in which the plague is. And they shall cast them into an unclean place without the city. And he shall cause the house to be scraped within the roundabout, and they shall pour out the dust that they scrape off without the city into an unclean place. And they shall take other stones and put them in the place of those stones, and he shall take other mortar and shall plaster the house. And if the plague come again and break out in the house after he hath taken away the stones and after he hath scraped the house and after it is plastered, then the priest shall come and look and behold, if the plague be spread in the house, it is a freeding leprosy in the house. It is unclean. And he shall break down the house, the stone of it, and the timber thereof, and all of the mortar of the house, and he shall carry them forth out of the city into an unclean place. Lord, again, help me bring a word for your people. I need your power. I need your grace. I need your authenticity. I need your mercy. I need your confidence. I need your word. I need your guidance. I need your hand. I need your covering. I need your protection. So that I can bring a word for your people that is not tainted by me, but comes straight from you. May this word convict us. May this word lift us up. May this word edify us. May it take us to another level in you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. As you take your seat, I want to speak to you from the subject, if walls could talk. If walls could talk. When the children of Israel left Egypt, they did not leave empty-handed. 
The text says in the book of Exodus that they took all the gold and silver. Back then, they didn't have banks, trust, savings, and loans to keep the money and the valuables safe. What they would do was hide the treasures in the walls because they never knew when raiders or marauders or looters may come. Now, because they were living in the lower Judean hills, they were susceptible to rain. Their living quarters were made of clay and plaster and mud. On top of it raining constantly and the houses being made of clay, plaster, and mud, there is gold and silver hidden in the walls. Now, what is hidden in the walls have been exposed to the elements. The raw materials now have been forged into the walls. Just in case you lost, let me tell you what's going on. The home has streaks in it because of what was hid in the walls. I wonder how many marriages, how many relationships, how many families, how many lives are falling apart because of what is hidden in the walls. Uh, some of us come to church as if nothing is wrong with us and nothing is wrong with our lives, but truth be told, some flies can tell us some things about our lives because of what we have hidden in our walls. Because you have some unresolved issues and ailments in your life, your walls are starting to change colors on you. Yeah? Because you're holding unforgiveness against somebody or something that happened years ago. You're walking around with streaks in your walls. Some of us have marriages that are crumbling because we brought some unresolved issues within ourselves that we hid in the walls and did not deal with. Now our mess is leaking out into our marriages and affecting our families because we have not quarantined the walls. We, we don't realize that our issues are infecting everything and everybody in the house. And so now your children are sick from your stuff and your spouse is sick from your stuff because of some stuff you hid in the walls. And now what you're left in the walls has created and left a streak in your house. And now when the priest comes, he has to do several things. The first thing he has to do is examine the evidence. He has to look at what's in the house and then he has to wait seven days. He does this because sometimes you have issues that will pass and not sustain. If the priest finds the streak in, is still present when he arrives the second time, he must scrape and clean the fungus uh, uh, down so that it will not return. However, if he does all this and the fungus returns again, it is a sign that leprosy is in the house. He's left with no choice than to tear the entire house down and start all over again. Some of us have some stuff in our house that only God can get rid of. I'm not talking to the perfect, headstrong, pious, stoic Christians in the house that never do anything wrong. I'm talking to the people that understand that they are messed up. They are messed up and not perfect and need God to help them straighten out their lives and houses. Leprosy is a sin. It starts off small, but if you don't deal with it, it would invade your entire house. I'm talking to some people that had some small issues that you 
never dealt with that have become larger and larger the longer that you continue to ignore it. But aren't you glad you serve a God that can clean your house and even though you keep messing up over and over again, even though you've been delaying it, even though you've been procrastinating, if you just look up to the healer which cometh your help and ask him to forgive you, he'll be faithful to clean you up and put you back out in the world again. Can I talk to somebody that know they have a God that gives them grace and mercy. I'm so glad grace and mercy follows me all the days of my life because I could make a wrong turn somewhere. But grace and mercy will follow me down the aisle no matter where I may go. God is saying, although you have some stuff behind your wall that others can't see, I still see the stuff that's going on in your house. God is challenging some of us to believe that by the time we get finished listening to this sermon, by the time we get home, God would have cleaned up the mess going on in our house. Let the atmosphere be different. Let the attitudes be resolved. Let the sinful nature be dissipated. God, I can't go back into the same mess I've been in for years. When I leave church today, I'm tired of being happy in church on Sunday morning and sad the minute I hit beach month and walk drive. I'm ready to go home. I need you to give me a reality check, Lord. I need you to clean my house. We always speak and teach about Jesus healing people with leprosy, but we never have stopped to figure out where it came from, Brother McClendon. Yes, leprosy is a communicable disease, but isn't it interesting that all of them contracted it at home? I know some of you all can't say amen, but some of us want to say being at home makes me sick. Oh, come on, somebody. Sometimes I make up errands to run after work just so I won't have to go home right away so I can gather my peace of mind. God, if you're cleaning houses today, please, Lord, do me a favor. Me first. I need you to do something with me just in case I'm the one bringing sickness in the house. Lord, seek, search me, oh, Lord, and create in me a clean heart. If I'm the problem, Lord, get rid of me. If I'm the problem, Lord, clean me up. Make me new. I know I'm praying that my enemies be handled, but if I'm the problem, Lord, get me together so I can walk in your holiness. Oh, I'm trying to talk to somebody today. In verse 37, we have to examine the wall and the foundation. Uh, what was your marriage built on? Was it built on a fairy tale looking at a Lifetime movie? Was it built on sex from looking at a porno movie? You thought he was going to pick you up on a white horse and ride you off into the sunset? Nobody told you that there'd be some bumpy roads and some potholes along the way. You didn't know that the body he had was going to go from chiseled to flabby. You didn't know that you both had strong personalities. You were both moody and submit is a curse word in your house you're wondering where all this went wrong maybe all of it went wrong in the foundation some of you got married because everyone around you was getting married and you didn't want to be left out so you went and found your boo some of us got married because she was so fine and the loving was so good we had to lock it down but if we get to the point that we do all things to bring glory to Christ then we will be doing all things for the right reason and the foundation will be healthy and no big bag wolf can come blow your house out can I talk to somebody <laughs> 
Yeah. Can I tell you something for a minute? Every now and then, God will let the big bad wolf come to your house so you can see how strong your foundation is. The big bad wolf will blow and huff and puff and blow down the house made of straw and huff and puff and blow down the house made of stick. But if you got a brick house made out of prayer, can't no scandal come at you and blow you down. Can't nobody write a story about you and make you sit down and not do what God has called you to do. Nobody can sit up there and blow hard enough on you to make you not do what God told you to do. You better understand that God is trying to test your faithfulness. Are you going to be faithful in the good times and faithful in the bad times? I know you can shout when you get the healing, but when you shout when you're still sick, I know you can shout when you got the job, but can you shout when you get laid out? I know you can shout when they write good stories about you, but can you shout when they scandalize your name can you say thank you lord anyway i'm trying to help somebody because every now and then god has stepped back to see if you still gonna be faithful i don't know about you but i don't care what they write about me i don't care what they talk about me it don't matter what they say because i'm not gonna ever come in the house of god and not give him praise the rocks would not cry out for me i say thank you See, you, I don't know why the devil even mess with me because I get more crazier. They don't understand. I don't know if I'm preaching to. I need to go sit down in the audience and preach to myself because I'm telling you right now, no rock going to cry for me. You better not let a rock cry for you. I don't care what the doctor told you. God is your physician. It don't matter what word they gave you. I don't care if the lawyer told you you're going to be locked up. God is an ever-present help, and he shall be there. I don't care how bad your enemies are. If they come at you like a flood, the water won't overtake you. If they try to burn you, you won't. Don't be burned. You a bad mama jamma, baby, and God loves you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Nobody can stop. Y'all better woo. Yeah. It's funny. There's a whole bunch of married people that wish they were single and a whole bunch of single people that wish they were married. I know the grass look greener on the other side, but don't jump the fence from whatever state that you're in too quickly. Once you put God at the center of your life, he'll put everything in divine order. Can I tell you something? Every now and then a storm will come in to shake some stuff out of your life so some new stuff can come. Have you ever been on the beach and a storm has come and all the trees are gone? A couple of months later, it's greener grass. It's more beautiful flowers. Why? Because God cleaned the mess out to bring something new. Every now and then if somebody try to scandalize you, God is just getting some people out of your life. He's trying to show you who your fair weather friends are. He's trying to show you who your soldiers are. And what he's doing is shaking some stuff out of your life. The devil done messed up with this Negro today because I'm here to preach hell up out of your life. I'm here to preach hell up out of my life. I'm here to tell my enemy right now, I step on your head. You might bruise my heel. I might stump my toe, but I'm going to crush. 
situation isn't it interesting that he inspects the dust and not the plaster he's a collecting dust because man was made from dust remember God cursed the serpent in Genesis and made him taste the dust of the ground for eternity for the part he played in deceiving Eve at, uh, to eat the forbidden fruit the dust represent our carnal nature see I know some of y'all think that we, you holy and sanctified. And Jesus sitting on the right hand and you sitting on the left. Even though you get up and go to work, you still think you're sitting there at the left hand. Yeah, God, I know y'all got this. I know that, I know that. But one day a preacher going to stand over your body and my body and say, earth to earth, ass to ashes, and dust to dust. No matter how grand we think we are, we are nothing but a bag of dust. Before you think you are better than everybody else around you and you got it all together, remember God made us out of the dirt and, the, and all there is, and there is much dirt and disorder in our lives. The only thing keeping us from falling apart and keeping it together because he breathed his breath of life on us. He gave us his spirit. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. So when your enemy come at you, you better understand they're not coming at you. They're coming at the armies of the living God. When people come at you, you better start saying you uncircumcised Philistine. How dare you? Oh, I'm trying to talk to some people today. Serpents are interesting creatures. They have a split tongue. One part of their tongue is used to smell and figure out what direction their prey or predator is. The other part of the tongue is used to find and attract a mate. This is why whenever you see a snake moving, its tongue is always out. It uses it to sense odor. This is why James tells us to guard our tongue. Because sometimes our tongues will get us into some things that only God can get us out of. That's why when somebody get on my nerve, I just be quiet. They be like, why you quiet, baby? Because when my tongue get unleashed, it ain't going to stop. I already understand that the tongue can take you right to hell. James even said the tongue is from hell. So I don't want to give you no hell. So I'm just going to be quiet. You got to learn how to be quiet and stop then snakes bring you stuff. Snakes, what they're trying to do is slither and bring you some mess. And if you gossip with them, they invade your entire life. A snake is just looking for other snakes that they can create havoc with. You, oh. Don't you get caught up by the venom. Don't you do it. You think a snake is changing. The only time a snake shares its skin is to get bigger. That's all. That's all. They ain't changing. They coming to bring you some more mess. Ain't it funny how the devil usually shows up when the dust is being kicked up in the house? 
Some of us need to go home and deal with the dust before Satan takes residence in our house. You have to tell the devil, you have to get out of my house because I'm doing some spring cleaning. I know it's fall and about to be winter, but I'm about to clean some mess out of my house. You may be able to mess with the neighbors down the street or next door, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. The way that you do this is to give God glory in spite of what you're going through. I don't care. If you're going through hell right now, I just need you to try this right now and give a shout of victory to God right now. I don't care if you're sick. I don't care if you're broke. I don't care what you're going through. If you can just shout right now and say, God, I know it's over. I know I already won. You began a good work and you shall finish it. You got to tell God what you want. <laughs> oh my God. First time visit. I'm sorry, I don't want to skate today, but I just got a piece of mess off of my own chest. I gotta I gotta help me so I can help you. I'm Jerry Maguire right now. Help me help you. Because if you just shout and give God some glory, I shout and give him some glory too. <sighs> when I began to think about the dust being the problem. I begin to think about everything is not spiritual warfare. Some of the mess we go through our own fault. Whew. If you would come to the conclusion that you need to humble yourself and that the world does not revolve around you, if you can come to the place when you give your entire life over to God, he will put your life together correctly. The potter wants to put you back together again. The problem is you in the way. I hate when people walk around talking about some old drive around with bumper sticks. I'm like, God, is my co-pilot. You gonna crash. <laughs> if he ain't your pilot, it's over. God already told you he's a jealous God. If you're trying to drive yourself, he's gonna let you drive. Your co-pilot. It means he ain't doing nothing for you then. You better let God handle your business so your enemies can be, so God can arise and your enemies be scattered. Can I tell you something right now? I love it when my enemy comes against me because God said he prepares a place for me in the presence of my enemies. And when my enemies come at me like a flood, you got to learn how to get your little stuff together and understand God did not prepare a place for you in the presence of your mama and them. God did not prepare a place for you in the presence of your boot and them. God did not prepare a place for your cousin and them. God prepared a place for your in the presence of your enemies to make sure they they understand that he's bigger than your problem. Every now and then, God will let some mess go out in your name so that they can come see your funeral. But what they're going to witness is your resurrection. They came to see you messed up. They thought you was buried. But God planted you so he could grow you up. God put you there to show himself strong and mighty. Oh, let me tell you something right now, baby. I know some mess around there about me, but I'm going to tell you right now, God is about to prophesy to my enemies right now what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And right now, you done put my name in lights. And at the end of the day, it don't matter if it's bad news or good news, because at the end of the day, baby, God said, I'm going to rise up. (laughs) 
Boy, let me tell you something. You better start getting happy when your enemies come at you. That's a prerequisite to your blessing. No, people think they distract me when they come at me. No, baby, you make me more focused. You make me look for my blessing. I'm out here with my little man. Oh, where my blessing is. I know it's coming around the corner. I know it's coming because when my enemies come like a flood, I know he's setting the table. Everybody, you're trying to tell me what to preach today, but I preach what I want to preach. He prepared a place for you in the presence of your enemies. You better go buy your enemies a Starbucks card. Thank them because they make who you are. They get the chafe out of you. They make you stronger. They make you get on your knees and pray to God. They make you understand that it's not you. It's God. If it was not for God on your side, you don't know where you would be. Where you don't, you ain't, ain't nothing like life where you don't know who your friend is and who your enemy is. But if you understand that God sticks closer than any brother and you understand that he will not leave you nor forsake you, you will just hold on to him and let him connect you to people. Oh my God. <laughs> the priest said I he said I I found the stone with the dust on it and removed it. Some of us need to remove some people in our lives that are no use to us, that are only bringing destruction and confusion. Can I tell you something? You need to get rid of some I heard people. Some people that say, I heard this, and I heard that, and I heard this. How in the world you heard everything? What you heard now? How you keep hurting everything about me? If you keep hurting everything, apparently you the one talking to. You didn't just heard it. You said something. I ain't got time. Time to be in cat fights and dog fights. Stop bringing me mess. If you don't shut my enemies down for me, you my enemy too. Stop. <laughs> I'm here to preach for somebody today because somebody is going through something and you think it's all over, but it's God just bringing some witnesses to your life to show them how strong. Can I tell you a secret? It said, he who has not entered through the gate, that means he who has not was born of a woman, has only come to kill, steal, and destroy, which means the devil is not legally here. He was cast down by God. And so Jesus said, I looked and Satan was cast down like lightning. He did not enter into the world legally, so he has no legal authority, and he can't create any more demons. So what he has to do is walk around and seek to see who can devour, but he also has to see when is it close to your breakthrough, because he don't have he has limited resources and so the minute that the devil starts coming at you you gotta stop you gotta stop stopping on the side of the road in the middle of the storm you gotta keep pressing through because the only time he attacks you really hard is when you're right at the cusp of your breakthrough the sunlight is right there you're about to break through the dirt you're at the end of the tunnel but he's coming at you strong because he doesn't have any resources but if you just keep pressing and look toward the hill from which cometh your help he shall bring it to pass so oh you better hear me right now I'm you, you, you gotta keep walking he attacks you 
right before your breakthrough. And some of us stop right there. All we had to do was punch one more time and we would have made it through. All we had to do was press one more step. Don't you stop in the middle of a storm. Don't you stop and pull over on the side of the road in life because it ain't raining in every area of your life. Keep pressing toward the mark of his holy call. He shall be faithful to complete it for you, but you can't stop. You can't let the enemy scare you so much that you stop. You can't change your whole personality because your enemy is attacking you. You can't stop. You got to get rid of some folk. Some of y'all holding some friends that ain't doing nothing for you. Ain't never done nothing for you. You just keep holding on because it's familiar. Can I tell you something? Sometimes when you're in pain, it's not the devil. Sometimes God is pruning you. <laughs> he's, he's cutting off some limbs and cutting off some debris and repotting you. And that hurts because you're growing. But he's trying to get some people out of your life. That's nothing like a storm that comes in your life that'll clear out some folk that don't mean you no good. Because the people that don't mean you no good going to walk out of your life when some mess hit. Let me, let me keep on preaching. Let me get out of here. <clears throat> Some of us need to create some space between some friendships. You got to tell people eh, that I won't let, I, I will not let your friendship interfere with my covenant relationship with my family, my wife, my God. If you're 65 and you still got to go to the club, something wrong with you. Huh? Just saying. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. They ain't laughing with you. They laughing at you. You do know that, right? Come on, girl. I got you, girl. I got you. <laughs> Let me get out of here. Let me do my survey, man. <laughs> Some of our houses are messed up because we wait until we get to God's house in order to worship. But some of us worship wherever we are. Some of us can say, I can do what I do here. I do it in my living room. What I do right here, I do it in my closet. Can I tell you something? I know I say this a lot because it really happens. Anytime I walk down Whole Foods and I can afford everything on the aisle, I just give God a shout of praise and say, thank you, Lord. I can buy this $20 milk. Ah! If, if the dust is not removed and the leprosy begins to set in in the house, the priest said remove the stone because you cannot repair the house while it is in there. Some of us need to shout about some of the people that God removed from our lives. See, some of y'all women be crying, oh, he get on my nerves, he can hurt my feelings, he can cheat on me, and then when he leaves, he left me, girl. C cry about one or the other. Need to give a shout of praise, he gone. At least you didn't have to do it. He left. Let him go. Come on, somebody, let it go. Jesus Christ, you better go talk to Teddy. I think you better let it go. Seems like no. <laughs> See, sometimes God remove them for you because He don't want them to contaminate your life. You better throw Jonah overboard. See, see, 
it's not necessary. It wasn't necessarily the house that was wrong, though, because it was the stone that was connected to it. Remember LeBron James left Cleveland the first time and he won a ring? It wasn't that LeBron wasn't good. It's just he ain't had the right folk around him. Some of y'all don't have the right folk around you. If you don't have some folk that can pray for you when you're going through hard times, if you don't have some people that can lift you up, if you got to lift them up all the time and they never can lift you up, you need to get another team, baby. I need you to get a kingdom ring. You can't get a kingdom ring hanging around folk that don't know how to pray for you when you're going through a situation. <sighs> Let me talk to the single folk for a minute. You got to tell God to transfer me to another team. Send me somebody that wants to put a ring on me. Send me somebody that thinks about me before they think about themselves. Think, uh, find somebody that thinks about people and don't always be focused on themselves. What God is saying in verse 37, that if you can't get it together in order to serve me, he said, I tear the whole house down. That's what God said. If you don't get it together, I tear the whole house down. I know I'm not going to get a whole bunch of shouts and amen, but God will tear a whole church down if it ain't together. God will tear a whole ministry up. God will tear a whole business down. God will tear your whole life savings down to make sure he breaks you enough to make sure that you go to him because he don't want you to go to hell. The Bible says God chastises those who he love. God will tear people out of your life. He'll tear it all the way down just to build you back up again. See, you got to understand that every now and then when you're going through a storm, you got to put a sign up on your life or on your Facebook page and say, excuse the progress. Have you ever been to a, a place where they're doing construction? They don't say, excuse the mess. They say, excuse the progress because they know because they're building something and it's, and it's going to be inconvenient. You may not be able to go to this parking lot. You may have to take an alternate route. You may have to go somewhere else. So they say, excuse the process. I know I look messed up right now. Tell your neighbor, I know I look messed up right now, but at the end of the day, excuse the progress. God is just breaking me down so he can multiply me. He's just reducing me down to my least common denominator so he can multiply me and give me a good measure blessing. Press down, shake it together and run it over. He came to give me life and to give it to me more abundantly, but every now and then he got to tear some stuff out of my life to bring something new. Oh! Uh. I feel like I came to church today. I don't know why you're here, but I came to church. See, see, so, see I'm, I'm glad I have some people that know how to, can I tell you something? I, I know we know how to shout when some things going up, but can you shout when some things coming down? I, I know you can shout when you get the job, but can you shout when you got laid off? I know you can shout when the building going up, but can you shout when it going down because sometimes we need to smart find those small signs. You got to understand when the enemy comes at you, that is a prerequisite for your blessing. Can you shout when you get hit? Can you shout when you get sick? Can you shout when you lose a job and knowing God is about to bring you another one? Can you shout and understand that all things happen for the good of those who are called according to his purpose? I'm going to teach y'all next week. I just got to give y'all a, a, a pep talk today for some reason. Some, some of y'all going through something, and I'm going through something too, but y'all need to hear this, I guess. I ain't even bring my headset because I knew I was going to preach today. But can I tell you something, though? God is just moving some stuff and shifting some stuff to get your life in order, and it hurts. Have you ever, have you ever rearranged the room yourself? 
I ain't talking about you tell him where to move it or you tell her where to move it. I'm talking about having to rearrange it yourself. It looked better, but you tired. Furniture heavy. Have you painted a room or a house? You paint it real good, but you tired. Your arm tired because even when it's something good, it still makes you tired. And sometimes we think it's the devil coming at us, but it's really God exercising our spiritual muscles. Y'all don't hear me. I don't know who go to the weight room, but if you live, see somebody lifting weights like this, they're gonna stay little because you're going too fast. You just want to look like you get strong. You ain't doing that. You ever seen one of the two big dudes that they, 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 they have and they let it go down slow and then somebody snatch it up and let it go down because you build more muscles up on a negative movement. More muscles built on the way down than on the way up. So you're building more muscles controlling the weight as it comes down. And sometimes God will put some weight on you to see if you can control it. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. God will put a weight on your back to see if you can control it. To see, can you still trust me with this weight on your back? Can you still trust me with this monkey on your back? Can you still trust me even though you don't hear me? Anyway, I'm, I'm ready to get out of here. The first sign of leprosy is that your lungs fail. Ooh, even though your fingers and stuff start falling off, but it starts in your lungs first. The first sign of leprosy is that your lungs fail, kind of like COVID, your lungs. You've got to get to remove some people before they disrupt your breathing pattern and affect your worship. Yeah, yeah, y'all don't hear me. <clears throat> See, yeah, can I say something? I got to tell you a story about an old man. Uh, he had went out to this foreign country and, and saw this bird that could speak all these different languages. He could say, oui, oui, how you doing? I don't know how to speak French, but I sound like it. But anyway. He could speak these different languages and talk back and forth and had a conversation. And he bought the bird for like $2,000. And he was so excited. And he shipped the bird home to his wife because he had to stay there for a couple of more weeks. And he comes home and he eats dinner. And he has a nice chicken and everything was so good. And he said, hey, baby, where's the bird that I sent? It's so exotic. And it can do this. And, and she said, you ate it. <laughs> And he said, why did you cook that bird? It could speak five, six different languages. It could have a conversation. It could do this. It could do that. And he said, she, he said, why did you do it? And she said, well, if you could do all that, it should have said something. Oh, can I talk to you right now? I know you're going through some situations right now, but you better say something to God and let him know what's going on in your life. You're going through hell right now because you ain't saying nothing. You're going through hell right now because you ain't shouting. When you was a little bitty baby, on the first day you was born, the doctor picked you up and hit you on your backside because he wanted you to scream and shout and get the film out of your lung. God wants you to scream and shout and tell him what you want. Tell him what you're going through. Old school people that say, Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. Come on, somebody. You better start shouting and telling God what you want. God, I need a house. God, I need a job. God, I need my spouse. God, I need a healing. The reason you ain't got it is because you have not, because you ask not. You better open your mouth and say something. Say something. I tell God right now, my enemy keeps coming at me like a flood. They lying on me. God, I need you to arise and my enemies be scattered. You better say something. You better say something. Lord, I need you. Yeah, do I walk through the valley of 
of the shadow of death, your rod and your staff shall comfort me. I need you, Lord, to stand on your word. I won't let the rocks cry out. I'm going to shout even though I'm going through hell. I'm going to shout even though they scandalizing my name. I'm going to shout even though my enemies got me because I know that all things happen for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. And he would not withhold any good or perfect gift from me or you. You are a kingdom child. You are a kingdom child. The kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. I'ma take my blessing. I'ma take my blessing. I'm not gonna let the devil have it. I'm gonna take what God has given. I don't care what you're going through. Whatever you're going through, no matter how hard it is, if you're going through it, that's your clue you're going to win. God never puts more on you than you can bear. If you was going to lose, he wouldn't let you go to the battle. You are a child of God. And if he allowed you to go through it, he gave Satan permission. Remember, Satan was walking to and fro, said, I ain't got nobody to tempt. And he said, have you noticed my servant Job? He said, how could I see him? You got a hedge around him. Have you noticed my servant McClendon? No, you got a hedge around him. I can't touch him. And he said, you know what? You can touch him, but you can't do this. See, when God let the devil touch you, he put statutes of limitations on him. He don't let him do anything that you can't handle. Y'all don't hear me. So if you're going through it, you can handle it. And can I tell you something? The bigger the problem, the bigger the blessing. The greater the scandal, the greater the reward. Y'all better understand this. You better start walking in your word. I'm telling you something, I don't never worry about nothing. When my enemies come at me, I just get ready for my blessing. I'm for real. I do. Hey, irritate me. I can't say it don't irritate me. I be wanting to knock if you buck because I'm getting a little ghetto in me. Little... Preacher ain't in me always. I got some problems. I backslide every now and then. But I know the more enemies that are around me, the bigger the table is. And they prepare a place for me in the presence of my enemies. I'm going to let all of them sit there while I eat. They're going to come for you. The devil going to come for you when you're doing stuff. He going to come for you. <clears throat> He'll hold it until he feels like, this is when I can do it. It ain't like he didn't already see you. It's just you weren't big enough in his mind to waste his resources. But when you get ready for your breakthrough, he'll have his minions right there. But the only thing standing in your way is you.
only thing in your way is you. Because the devil can't stop you if you keep walking. Because the devil, God only gives him permission to do what he knows you can handle. All things happen for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. And you can do all things, not some things, not a few things, not most things, not a lot of things. Oh, there you go. Teach me all things. I looked up all in the Greek. It meant all. I looked up all in Hebrew. It meant all. I looked up all in Swahili. It meant all. Because, you know, sometimes in the Greek and Hebrew, it, 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 they have different meanings for uh, different, just in case the context in it. But no matter where you look at all, it means all, everything. <sighs> I feel better. <laughs>